Welcome to the glory in our stories. On this episode, we'll be speaking about choosing celibacy. What's up, people? I thought I would go ahead and start with this topic. Um, I've been going back and forth trying to figure out how I would express this concept. Initially, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. I didn't want to offend anyone. But we live in a time where the smallest thing um, could rub somebody the wrong way, even if that wasn't its true intention. My fiance um, came across a opportunity where where she had to uh, inform someone. I apologize for that. Had to inform someone that she was practicing celibacy. And I think what happened was um, either the young man laughed and um, made it and took it lightly as if this wasn't something that a person had the capability of practicing. And especially now in 2019 where there's so much fluidity in sexuality that if you're not having sex then that would be abnormal. But as a man I thought it was best that I express the fact that it's okay. It's okay for a man to want to say, no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to take part in this um, for specific reasons. Um, primarily for the sake of maintaining self-control and appreciating self. And for, you know, to other men, they're like, what? Are you serious? And society has created this idea that a man should have freedom to express himself sexually, to have as many partners as he wants, to have kids whenever he wants. Uh, but the main factor in all of that, primarily when it comes to the heterosexual male, is the woman and the effect all of this has on her. My question is, have we actually really thought about it? Have we actually considered what this is doing to our partners? Um, but in my case, um, what is doing to my girlfriend or what is doing to my wife? I start off by stating the facts concerning me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I guess I'll put a disclaimer. Um, if you're the type of man that is having uh, sex on the regular, those practicing sex, um, that's, that's your right. That's your prerogative. This is not a podcast to bash people who are having sex, who are um, partaking of sexual intercourse. This isn't to condemn you. This isn't to judge you. 
um, this podcast is this specific episode is created to offer an alternative. That's what I like doing is offering different perspectives. Women are the only ones withholding themselves. Uh, men are as well. And um, one man that comes to mind, um, A.C. Green, if you ever heard of him, um, he was a Laker, a Laker, uh, an NBA basketball player that openly admitted uh, to practice in celibacy. And, of course, if you are a basketball player, number one, and if you are a Laker, that's just something that's very unheard of. And uh, because you're you're in the mecca of, of, of fame, especially in the sports arena, and you as a man decide that you're going to um, create a form of resistance when it comes to your sexuality. That's very unheard of, people. Um, and for a long time, people used to make fun of him. Even though there was a talk show host, Steve Harvey, once was explaining how he he finds it impossible for a man not to have sex to with to um, to develop a sense of um, control. He he, and I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I beg to differ, you know. Not saying that I'm completely saying, no, you're wrong for having sex. But what about a man who who thinks of it as something much more than the physical? A man that's relational and that wants to have a connection, not just with himself, but with his partner, uh, primarily a girlfriend or fiance or a wife. Um, what about him? And ever since I was young, I've always been that guy. I've had opportunities to have sex, but it wasn't circumstantial. Like forty year or forty year old virgin. If those those of you who are familiar with um that that show or that movie. Sorry, it's not a show, but that movie with Steve Carell. Um, basically, Steve Carell was a man um, that that was single. You know, he had his own structured life. Um, but the whole movie was geared towards uh, what the fellas would say, getting him laid. And the way that he expressed it, he they made it seem as if Andy, that was his name, I think it was Andy. Was that no matter he just didn't have the op every opportunity that he had, he failed. It just didn't work out. That's the way that they made it seem. For a long time, I honestly thought that he just decided not to have sex, but it was circumstantial. And it was funny because even Hollywood couldn't grasp the idea, grasp the idea idea of a man deciding hey no means no so I thought to myself wow I guess that is rare there was one time I was hanging out with my friends and we were younger we were teenagers in high school and all of my friends at that time were sexually experienced and I felt left out 
Um, but because of how I was feeling about it, my own reservations towards it, there was one moment where everyone was talking about it and we were playing pool and I just got fed up and I said, <laughs> without thinking, I said, booty isn't everything. I said that a man, usually you would think of a girl saying that because a guy would probably um, try to convince the young lady, hey, yeah, this is something that you would you should con consider. Um, but for as far as a a man for a man to say that. You're like, nah, nah, this isn't right. Something's wrong with him. But that's how I felt at the time. Uh, and I continued to feel that way until I was 24 years old, where I I met a young lady, a young girl in college. And the situation presented itself and the only justification that I had for actually having sex was that I was convinced that this girl was about that was going to be my wife in the future. That was my intention. And it was one of the worst, best decisions I ever made. I do believe and I'm being reminded of this as I read. Um, continue to read God's word that God can take my bad decision and create something good. He can take my broken pieces, put them together and create something that I would have never imagined. He can do that with all of us. Uh, for me, specifically for this specific situation, that's what he did, because I was sexually active with this person for about two, two years. And one day. I got that reality check that most men regret or fear experiencing, and that's getting created an unwanted pregnancy. I recall um, going back and forth with my my family and my friends and explaining that this isn't what I wanted. You know, I was well, I wouldn't say I was scared. I was scared. I didn't. And when I met, this isn't what I wanted. I meant terminating the pregnancy. I didn't want to do that. I didn't. But I, you know, realistically, I wasn't, we weren't in a position to take care of a child. I mean, our relationship was holding on by a thread. Literally, we were not in the healthiest relationship. That was the most, that was the most unhealthy relationship I've ever been in my life. And we were young. I don't blame this person who, you know, for them being who they are overall. I mean, we were young and uh, we both didn't really know what we wanted. And we were both in school trying to maintain, still growing, still evolving. But that was a bad decision. And that's not what we wanted. But we ended up following through with it. And that that was the last straw. When it came in our relationship for a while, I blamed her. I blamed her for, you know, terminating the pregnancy. I blamed her. That's how I knew something was wrong with me. So after that, I decided to just remain celibate. That was 2011. Um, I was celibate from 2011 to 2015. Um, that's when I broke my streak. 
and with uh, another young lady who I actually whom I actually met um in high school and it's so funny because we hadn't spoken in 10 years 10 years this is after graduation about a, about a year no about yeah it was after graduation when we um reunited and this was the same girlfriend that I had in high school and we wanted to rekindle things and we ended up having sexual intercourse that sounds so um, high school to say like the sounds, sounds like some a teacher or a, <laughs> a Sunday school teacher would say, um, but um, a youth pastor would say. But we we had sex and I felt very very uh, convicted and I remember thinking that she was pregnant and I had that fear again. But I told myself if she was, we weren't gonna make the same decision before. Um, but push came to shove, found out she wasn't pregnant. And then I vowed, yo, I'm just going to remain celibate till I get married. So 2015. Now uh, from 2015 to now 2019, I've been celibate for four years. Um, 2020 will make five. I'm engaged to my fiance. Um, we both have taken the vow of celibacy. Um, she's actually been celibate longer than I have. And I'm not going to give a number to it. I'm not going to um, go into detail concerning that. But we both decided um, a, a joint decision. We created a joint decision on this. And that helps. That really helps, especially when you're in a relationship. But I actually came across um, some information recently. And um, it was it was pretty helpful. It was a website that I visited and I wanted to share these details concerning the benefits of being celibate. Now, the actual website that I found, um, you can copy it down. I'm going to actually add it uh, to the link once I post this episode. Um, it's HTTPS. This is the website. HTTPS. Uh, colon slash slash www.care2.com slash green living slash 20 benefits of celibacy. And these are just the ones that I highlighted. Um, now, these are the benefits uh, for those who, who are listening, who want um, technical facts, who want facts concerning the, the, uh, the, the major benefits uh, for practicing celibacy. Now, these are things that you can actually ch share with teenagers um, because um, we're the human race is becoming more sexually active at a very much younger age. We're all getting access uh, to anything uh, via technology. Um, so whether or not you want to tell your child or anyone about sex, they're going to find out sooner or later uh, via word of mouth uh, by their peers or just glancing on television because as you know sex sells you may not be able to understand it once they see it but you see it long enough you start uh, putting the puzzle pieces together and realizing hey this is what it means to be sexy or this is what the world has 
portrayed as being sexy. So I'm just going to read. Um, I'm just going to read a few of the facts. Sorry for the noise. You, I'm moving around the microphone. Um, but the first one is, you know, avoid getting HIV or hepatitis C, which can lead to death. That's pretty straightforward. Um, reduce risk. And this is just um, a bit branching off the first one. Reduce risk of other STDs such as herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, genital warts. You don't want that. Obviously, it's going to cause irritation. I never experienced anything, any of these things. Thank goodness. Um, I will share this detail. I've never actually used uh, contraceptives. Um, I should have, uh, but I didn't. But thankfully, I um, I haven't re um, experienced any of these problems. Um, this is, you know, is similar to playing Russian roulette. You might get affected by it, then you might not. Um, but fellas, please don't take that chance. You know, get checked regularly if you are being active, and uh, just be considerate. Be safe. Um, next one is reduce risk of unwanted pregnancy. You know that reflects upon my own experience. Uh, next one, reduce risk of marrying someone solely because of an unwanted pregnancy. People nowadays they call that a shotgun wedding. Uh, most people do get find them. Um, you know, make the decision to get married solely based on the fact that they are um, expecting a child. And also keep in mind, just because you get someone pregnant, fellas, doesn't mean that it's meant for you to get married. Please don't take that as the ultimate sign. Um, reduce risk of abortion due to unwanted pregnancy or giving up the baby for adoption due to lack of financial means. Um, that's one thing that can lead. Uh, to that decision making reduce risk of dropping out of high school or college due to an unwanted pregnancy achieving one's educational goals before getting pregnant now in society you know sometimes people they want you to feel inferior especially the women now fellas when we make a decision to have sex and if the woman gets pregnant there is nothing that shows on our bodies but it definitely shows on theirs they're the ones that have to walk around pregnant they're the ones that have to experience the symptoms as men due to reputation we can simply walk away and never come back uh, another one is uh, this is a yoga, a yoga practitioner who who um, wrote in a journal um, stating that celibacy changed my perception of myself, of others, of everything. It's been so interesting, interesting to realize how much of my ego self was bound up with sexuality and sexual desire. And coming to that realization, it um, it helps, man, because you become more concerned about self than anything else not not self in a selfish way but self in a good way how do you expect to be of any use to anyone if you cannot tend to your own needs your own insecurities your own flaws that's one thing one thing that i think us men have a problem with is lacking accountability a woman could tell you all day that this is what you need to do but until you start accepting them 
you're going to repeat the same mistakes. Um, another thing is experience oneself as something other than a pleasure object for others. And these are these are pros. These are pros to being celibacy. One more is appreciate other human beings for who they are, not merely for their appearance or for what pleasure they might provide to you. Fellas, I know you're scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and you come across these women and I know you're doing it. I know you're doing it because this we're met. You know, we we have a tendency. We men are driven primarily by what we see. By what we see, a woman is driven primarily by how she feels and what she hears. A woman can be driven by her ears. A man can be driven by his eyes. So when you're scrolling through social media and you see all these women, um, very attractive women, your first thought is, oh, let me friend her, knowing good and well that you're probably never going to meet her, never going to talk to her, probably have plans to drop her a message in her DM, which we think is a secret chat room that nobody finds out about. And the conversation boy, uh, boil from that. And that's it. But we're basically feeding into temptation. And eventually what's going to happen is now if you're the type of fella that have a cell phone and you don't mind your girlfriend or your wife occasionally glancing at your phone, not to basically catch you in the act. Um, but, to, you know, maybe she left her phone somewhere and she wants to use it. it. If she opens the Instagram app, there's a slight chance that this attractive woman, her post will be the most recent thing she sees. And she might not be wearing much clothing. She might be wearing something seductive. Who knows? Um, but just be mindful of these friend requests that you make. And you really don't want to be feeding um, your desires in such a way that it causes you to hunger for more and probably make irrational decisions. Um, I will give you this particular um, um, couple of couple of verses. I'm not going to express them to save time, um, but it's First Corinthians seven. Um, and the subject of of the uh, passages is marriage and celibacy. Um, it, it starts on verse seven, first Corinthians, verse seven, and it goes all the way to verse 40. So whenever you get an opportunity, check those out. I will say this, and I wasn't going to take too much time on this subject. I wanted to express just enough for everybody to understand where I was coming from. Um, because I really wanted to touch base on this and I'll probably elaborate later, but I really wanted other men to understand that it's okay. It's okay to say no. Me personally, I decided to wait until marriage because marriage you know, you know, sports, sports, meta, sports, sport metaphors are always easy because it's not just about playing the game. It's the parameters in which you play that are similar to life. On a basketball court, let's think of basketball court. It's like 90, 
well, 90, between 93 and 97 feet long. And you have that amount of space to score, play defense, do everything you can. But once you step outside those lines, you're at fault. The ball goes to the other team. You, We have been given parameters to enjoy sexuality. And within those parameters, that basketball court is called marriage. We, it wasn't meant for us to step outside those boundaries. God gave us that beautiful court. I'm not sure if you've ever walked upon a professional basketball court. I haven't. But I can only imagine. Like I've always wanted to walk across, walk upon the Lakers a basketball court. Just walk, you know, just walk across, look up in the rafters and see the retired Lakers jerseys, see number eight and number 24. Uh, see the number 32 Magic Johnson, you know, and just to see greatness, to be an experience, be in the atmosphere of greatness. And that's 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 what sex does. It creates this atmosphere of, of beauty and excitement and just boundless enjoyment. But you have to be in the parameters of the of the actual court. Just imagine how much joy and fun that you can have practicing your sexuality in a safe place with someone who mimics your goals, who mimics your desires, how that will feel. Can you imagine that? Like, Actually imagine that, fellas, how much healthier your sexual appetite will be. If you focus on what's more important, don't focus on the momentary things. So when you do practice celibacy, and if you do, it's very rewarding. Very rewarding. If you are an artist like myself, you're able to channel your energy towards something else. Like for me, it's this podcast, uh, writing, reading. I recently started back reading more than I have before. Because I've been missing out on a lot. Um, I used to just watch a lot of YouTube videos and I wasn't sticking my mind. I wasn't I wasn't igniting my imagination as much as I could. But now it allows me to enhance my writing and get back on track with just being the best writer I can possibly be. And that's what that will always be my goal. So as a man, it's okay to say no. And I know I keep saying that repeatedly, but I just, I want us to be reminded um, that it's not just women who desire this or some women. And that's, that's another thing. And I've said this before. I say this before I close. The one thing about us men is that we have a huge influence, not just on the women we date, the women we marry and the women we meet, but we have an influence on the children we meet and the children that we have. We are in the positions of being heroes without the capes, without the spandex, without the superpowers, yet our powers exist 
in the midst of our weaknesses. The ability to keep going, even when there's everything against you. That does wonders to a child, especially a young man. A woman is willing, willing to walk alongside us. If they know they're headed in the right direction. So if you have someone that you're dating or pursuing um, marriage with. Keep in mind that if you have good intentions and you have solid plans, they will walk alongside you. There are you'll be a, you'll be surprised at how many women actually do want to practice celibacy. But they've come across men that made them feel that that's the one thing that I need to give him to keep him. And that's not true. My fiance didn't have to do that to keep me. I love my fiance. She makes me laugh <laughs> to the point that I cry sometimes. Um, we talk. We're always talking. Always. That's the, the foundation of our relationship is our friendship. We actually developed one. And I can look at her and we can. She's just so silly, man. Like I've. When we first met, I thought she was one of the most serious people I met. You know, I knew. And to be honest, I kid you not, man. Like, I thought she was like almost, what, six or seven years older than me because of her maturity. But as I got to know her, you know, I, you know, I found out that we have a lot in common. Um, but we don't have to um, submit to having sex to really get close and um like i said man it's it's something to enjoy but when you enjoy when you experience it with the required limitations it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it at all it means you have free range free range imagine walking into a court and you're by yourself. You can do anything you want. You can shoot a three. You can do a layup. You can dunk. You can do a full court throw. Full court shot and see if you can make it. But you have all that space. You have all that room to have fun and to do whatever you wish. So, fellas, if you choose to be celibate, there's strength in that. And you will be a great influence, not just to the young men, um, but to other women. Because a lot of women have created a sense of conviction because they have given into that. But they're saying, hey, this, you know, this is what my boyfriend wants. This is what my my uh, this is what they want. This is what my friend wants. You know, these people are still practicing friends with benefits. But, fellas, we don't we don't have to do it. I've been celibate for a while. I'm perfectly fine. No, I don't fit into, you know, the standard setting of all men. But God did ask me to be separate, to be in the world, but not of it. And if you are not practicing celibacy, just be safe, be considerate, be kind to others. But most importantly, please be kind to yourself. 
I specifically wrote a blog. I do have a blog at blogger.com. And I wrote a blog called titled Choosing Celibacy. So you can check that out. Um, it's just something small, but it is basically a um, a prologue, I guess, <laughs> to this. I'm setting you up for this podcast. So I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, tune in for the next two weeks. I will be uh, interviewing. I, I just try to throw monkey wrenches in here every now and then um, because it's still the glory of my story. It's still the glory in our stories. We still, these are our experiences that have enriched us. These are decisions that we've made that we never knew the outcome. And this is where we've landed. This is where I am. And I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Being celibate is a part of me. Uh, It doesn't define me, but it is a part of me. And it helps gear me into um, where God intended me to go. So this is episode 47 of the glory in our stories. Um, And the topic is choosing celibacy.